Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Live in the Studio. Uh, today, uh, it's just Shay and I. We're hanging out, um, talking about kind of a mid-season update and a mid-season recap and uh, just wanted to kind of like take a little bit of time and um, talk and kind of go back over like what the vision of the show was and talk about how we feel like it's going. We ended up in a two-week gap just with the way people's schedules were. So I think we have, is it eight more episodes, including... So seven after this particular launch, right? Yes. And so we kind of thought it'd be a good time, um, one, to kind of like keep putting uh, kind of, I guess, our face with the show so that people understand that we're here We're here, and we run the show <laughs> and we run the studio and, and to kind of like uh, make sure there's an opportunity, I guess, maybe for a relationship to grow between like us as hosts and the audience. Um, I know a lot of the people that kind of come and, and check out uh, what we do are really looking at um, the artists that they might be interested in or our family members of the artists that are performing on the show or um, maybe just uh, our people on Instagram or wherever else that see a reel or whatnot and, and kind of just stumble into it. Um, and the whole point of like why we host a show like this is I don't think you and I are particularly like keen on spotlighting ourselves it's more to spotlight other people that yeah. come and hang out and have a uh, great ability and um, a heart for music and to kind of showcase who they are and what they do um, so we figured we just kind of like sit here and talk for a little bit and and we do have music and other projects going on too that will be yeah, out eventually so it's nice to be able to talk about those without running over the time of whoever whatever guest we have on that week yeah so so why don't we start with a recap of the vision of the show and i'm gonna ask you to do it shay because i feel like i always do this you want me to recap the vision yeah of the tell show? people why we started this and what it's about yeah so back when we opened the studios beginning um, like springtime of last year we're almost at a year of being open yay oh. um back when we did that we wanted um, a way to create some content and do it in a way that was kind of different than your typical like I felt like when you go online to Instagram or TikTok like it's a lot of like covers or like singing songs live and stuff like that and that's great and there's even some of that that we want to do but we were trying to like think about um, how we wanted to network and grow the business and do some of those things but also like just have fun and create some fun content and yeah. i think your dad and i on separate occasions kind of had like different ideas but that kind of went together so i think at one point i said to you hey maybe we should do like a web show or something like that like I just thought of iCarly. Yeah, <laughs> basically, that? that is what I called it. Um, is that what you said? Yeah, I well, because I don't listen to podcasts, so like that hadn't really occurred to me. But I was like, maybe we should do a thing where it's not some like overly produced YouTube video that's with the crazy edits or whatever. It's just like a thing you just sit down and you film it, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then your dad, at a later time, was like, "You should do a podcast because you're recording all of these other podcasts at the studio. Like, do your own or whatever." And so we kind of melded those two ideas where it, it is a podcast, but it's also like, obviously you can see us on YouTube and on Spotify and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, and the vision of the show when we were developing it was really just to record what was already happening. Basically, we would have these people come into the studio 
to record their albums or their singles or, or just even meet people or even just stop by or we'd run into them out and about or at shows or something like that and like we always end up talking about music it's just kind of that's like when that's your shared um what you call it like interest interest or even calling like that's just like what comes up you know what i mean and so we would have these repeat conversations with different people and we were like, well, we could make the show about that, but not just about like, like there's a couple other music podcasts that I've listened to that are focused on like music news or like mm-hmm. new releases and stuff like that. And we didn't want to do that because we're not like super in the or loop. Or like reviews and. Yeah, yeah, we're not super in the loop with that kind of stuff. So we wanted to make it about those conversations about music and about these individuals and see what everybody shares, but like everyone's answers are also so different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was kind of the vision behind the show. And then we've done one and a half seasons at this point. And I, I'd say uh, it's, it's been more going like, pretty good. It's more like one and a third, right? Cause if we have eight, including this, yeah, we had some, we've done four. We had some, we had an evenly split season and then we had some extra stuff come up that we'll which talk is about awesome, in a little bit. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, I would say the other piece I'd add to the vision side of it is like the, the live element, which I know. Okay. Like, so for, for those of you who are not in the music industry, like if you watch like a live video versus if you say like, we're going to watch like, I don't know, like anything live quote unquote, that's post edited. It's not truly live. And that's one of the things about here. So like, I'll kind of give you guys some insight into the process of what we do. Like they come in, each guest comes in and they uh, perform their song either to a click or not. Depends on what they prefer. They do it three times. Uh, or at least that's the goal we give them. And they try to do it just like all the way through. Uh, there's a couple cases where that hasn't been that way and we've cut in for certain things. But generally speaking, we try to get them to go all the way through the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally like uh, at that point, like we have them do it two, three times um, and then we it's done. So it is, it is in that sense, like it's three takes clean through maybe a fourth if they want to go for something crazy on the last time and like, you know, go for a note that normally they'd stay reserved on just for the sake of, of accuracy um, and consistency or whatever. Uh, and then we take that episode or that recording. Um, and if they played to a click, we get the opportunity to swap out different parts depending on where it is, which is similar to like a studio environment, but it's live in the sense that, I mean, they are playing everything at the same time in one run um, and really no matter where you pull from, like which time they did it, that's what they're doing. It's It was a live recording of them that was then edited into what you're hearing. Um, and that's been a really fun process. And, and like, just for background for me, like that's what I got my start in, which is one of my favorite things about the show is that it ropes that in. So my uh, I got a job at 19 post-mixing church services Um, and I would go through and like resample the drums and tune the vocals. And, uh, like uh, I play a lot of things, obviously I think most people that watch the show know that. So like replaying whatever got messed up on a Sunday morning. You used to send me my really bad vocal takes or whatever. I used to send you everyone's really bad vocal takes to be fair. Like just between us, we would laugh at at how things would go. But, um, (laughs) generally like now it's sort of got a full circle thing where like I started off that way and then like, you know, running the studio and making records for people. But all of a sudden this podcast has sort of roped in our, like some of our YouTube endeavors and some of our joy for mixing and 
uh, some of our ability to like do stuff live after the fact and even teaching. Like that's why Becca as our intern is mixing some of these episodes or mixing basically most of these episodes. I'm barely yeah. pretty much I come in and I produce it after the fact and like I hear what she's done, make a couple changes, maybe do some tuning depending on like what's required. Uh, if it's a mix that like maybe uh, requires a little bit more experience to get done, like I'll come in and do that. Uh, but generally like for the most part, I show up and speak and hang out and make sure things go well after the fact on the edit. Like if there's a video editing thing, like I've just done a lot of this through the years and I've done every little piece of it. But most of, I feel like most of my work in this has been. Yeah, your list of to-dos for season two dropped drastically. Relational, like it's a relational thing for me and like, you know, connecting with each artist and, and hosting that conversation and, um, whatever needs to be done there. It's oversight of like different things that I could do, but doesn't make sense for me to do like every piece of it. Um, and so like he's learning to delegate. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, but it helps me be able to keep doing records and different things in the background. Yeah. And, and like, you know, if I was post mixing the show every week, like there would be a couple people's albums who I wouldn't be doing right now <laughs> and things like that. So, uh, it kind of, um, allowed, and made space for like this dream that I have, but also uh, what it's also done is push me to ask for help more, which is something that historically I've been really bad at, I feel like. <laughs> and so thank you. So I'm trying to say, and oh, thank yeah. you, Becca. We literally could not do like, this would not happen without the two of you. So I feel very um, honored to have the both of you guys helping. Uh, it's been a really cool thing. And, and while, uh, each piece of it is something that like I've personally had a job where like, that's all I've done. Like, so for a while I had a job where I was just video editing. And then I had a job where I was just audio editing or really where I was doing like my two main responsibilities in that post mixing of the services job was literally just edit the video all the time and edit the audio all the time. I edit a video for our church every week right now. Like, so I've had each of those things and spent years and years and years just basically being an editor. (laughs) Um, And this is kind of given the opportunity for a little bit more of the creative side and like to take a vision that I had down to like the wall and like Mm -hmm. A to Z, like all of a sudden it's here and we're sitting in it and it was a really cool thing. And uh, I really feel like a God thing. What do you think is something that you've learned through the process from like even season one, but like season one and season two, like something you've learned while doing this show. Um, that I'm a better host than I am an artist <laughs> or something like that. Something to that. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I, I, let me put it this way. I enjoy being, I enjoy hosting people. Like I, yeah. I really love that part of it. Like doing gigs is so stressful for me. <laughs> like I, I feel like. And it's nothing, it's, it's all an internal thing for me. Like I didn't realize how bad stage fright was for me, but it makes sense considering like the first gig I ever got, I backed out on out of fear. Like I, I, and I think there's just something that's so tumultuous about that, like that process for me that like to do my best to make sure that like when people come in, in here, they feel loved and welcome and able to succeed. Like, I think that's a big one is like, like I'm going to do everything I can to make sure the results of the performance and the song and like something that people really love, like we're going to do our absolute best. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care like if we have to redo things, like whatever I got to do. Yeah. And like, I think 
anybody you're working with that's like editing or engineering for you, understanding that that person really cares about the work that you've put in and the song that, that has been made and, and that you really care about. Like, I mean, I, I hope that people view that as like a lo- ultimately like a love for them because I'm loving their craft and what they've made and trying mm-hmm. my best to like honor that. Um, that's my hope. And I really, uh, have found my passion for that idea, like lit up in doing the show. Cause it's different artists every week and it's super different style. It's super different. Um, like requirements in terms of like even just arrangement or um, different like approaches to doing each mix. Each song has its differences and like I really get the opportunity to care about each person and I try to do that through not just how we host them but also how we handle the edits and all that kind of stuff to show care there. I guess one of the other big things I've learned from the process of making the show is that like everybody knows somebody. Yeah. Like it's not as scary to reach out to people anymore Mm -hmm. because ironically every time i do somebody that i know knows them like (laughs) like that's just what happened i mean jesse and niles just came on the show and they used to lead with my very first worship leader um uh, when chloe olivia came on the show she was trained uh her vocal coach was yvette who was the first band i was ever in was that band like with yvette Mm -hmm. and it's like such a small world um in terms of the the like Every person, it's just like it's branching out. And so we just keep meeting people. And it's been really, really fun. Like that's yeah, been one the, of my favorite parts. The networking is actually kind of blow- mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah. Like you you know that it's a small world in the music, like local music scene, but especially like the worship leading mu- music scene. But you don't like, until you experience it, it's not really like that crazy. You're just like, oh, it's a small world, right? But like I was worried when we first started the show back at season one, after we got all of our like actual close friends on, I was like, who's going to come on? Like, who's going to care? And who's going to want to come on the show? I have no clue. I was like, how are we going to get anybody? But like, we have had not had a problem finding people to come on. And then even with season two, like every single person who's come on, almost all of them have come in here and said, oh, you should have blah, blah, blah. Who is mm-hmm. my fill in the blank? You know what well, I mean? Well, it's been, it's been the, the great thing about season two to one was is we pre-booked season two. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so yeah. season two, it wasn't the first one. It was like a proof of concept. So like every person that we were talking to, even if they were our friends, we were like having to like explain to them what it was, what it was. like, like, cause there's just, there wasn't enough content out. Um, and by the end of it, like we kind of got to send people clips and say like, this is what it is. But in an ideal world, it just ended up being, I guess, maybe stressful on some level to like not have it planned and be able to kind of like be mm-hmm. prepared. Um, I much prefer like how season two was, which is, is that we called everybody in advance and we booked everybody in advance. And then we kind of knew the lay of the land uh, on the way into the season and what it was going to be like and how it would look with a couple good surprises. But yeah. generally, like, I mean, we knew we were going to have a season of at least 10 episodes, which when we started the first one, we did not. Yeah. We knew we probably could get like five of our friends on here yeah. <laughs> or six <laughs> of our friends on here or however many. Um, and then really the the rest of it was kind of a faith thing of like, I think we're supposed to do this. What have you learned in the process of making the show? Shailen what have I learned um I think I think the main thing I've learned with the editing 
that's been good for me. Not that I do this every week, but the prep going into it is so important. And I think this applies to anything that you do. The more time you spend prior to having the actual like meat of what you're about to work on can like drastically change how long it takes you. So Mm -hmm. the weeks where I know, for example, episode two, the weeks that I know Scott Miller is coming on the episode that week and I can have his thumbnails and like all this stuff sorted out ahead of time. And then I get the content to edit. Like his was pretty easy to work my way through. I remember specifically. His was really fun to work through. His was really fun to work through. And it was, it was pretty easy because like, I just, I spent so much time prepping on the front end of that. Which. And then there were other ones where I just didn't have as much time to do that. And it like, it was just more in the middle of it. Scott's, Scott's a good episode to talk about. Cause like from the day we sat down to talk about the show, Like just to give you guys like an insight, like Scott was one of the, I heard Scott for the first time Jonah came in to church and said, Hey, I I put this song out and one of my friends featured on it. You should check it out. So I go and I listen to it. Um, and we've known Jonah, I think when he came on the episode, I guess maybe when's the first, like 2018, I think we've known Jonah. So was that five years now or something like that? Um, and so he has Scott on his show. I'm like, how old is he? He's great. He's like, he's like 19, like 18. I'm like, wow. That's like really good, really young. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember when we sat down to like plan the idea of the show, like he was a name that I wrote down, like that would be like a dream episode for me. Like I really ended up like really connecting with his music and what he does. Um, which was so funny to me because when he sat down and talked about influences and the artists he listened to, it's like, I listened to a lot of those artists too. And so it made sense in the, in the long run. Um, I think I have a natural sort of bend towards like a darker tone in music and Scott definitely like has that. So it's sort of, it was really cool. And mm-hmm. like, it was a really cool moment for me to have um, him come on the show and like kill it. And I got to like really like take a stab at mixing ego, uh, one of his songs and like tried my best, like do the best I could on that vocal because I, I really love that song. Lately my ego been in beast mode, got a halo, point blank range might drop me amigo. Yeah, I'm too good, I don't need no cheat code, might serve you on this side like Pico. Ooh, have a nice trip, dog, go find talent. You gon' need every little piece, cause right now all I see is way below average. Come to find out, yeah, I really am savage. Take my feelings a ripple for every single one of you to try to sell me a gimmick. I got a bargain to pick with a couple different individuals. I'm mixing the chemicals, every single ounce of pain is me up on the pen. Same yeah. thing with Jonah's episode with different levels. Like I was so excited um to get to kind of incorporate rap into the show yeah that was kind of a new thing for you that was another one. well it wasn't a new thing like it wasn't a new thing like i had worked on rap before but to get to bring it onto the podcast was like Live. something like yeah. i wanted like right away i'm like that would be so much fun and <laughs> and and so when jonah came on the show and he did different levels which is my favorite song from jonah and um that was another one where i was like just stoked to get to like edit through and like even i think with that one particularly um with the singing specifically uh like to really take some care with that because i know like singing specifically for jonah as we talked with him like that's something he newly incorporated into his music Mm -hmm. i take it seriously like when an artist comes in with something like that and like trust me with their song and uh it was just really fun to get to see it come to life so let's talk about our guests uh we have had so far one two three four five mm-hmm. on the show yes um that have posted but we've had it feels way longer for us because we've literally been filming season two since the beginning of january and yep. we're now in the beginning of march and so like to us it feels like it's well like a ton, we but filmed we've seven five. and yeah. by 
not today, but tomorrow and the day after, we'll have filmed 10. 10. So like we're flying <laughs> in this current moment in time. We're moving pretty quick. Yep. Um, and so it's going to like stack up pretty fast here. Um, but let's talk about the episode. So Jacob Adam Davis was the first episode of this season. Yep. Uh, Potato chips and Tropicana. That is what that. that it's one of our highest viewed uh, video <laughs> short YouTube shorts or yeah, something like still, that. that who clip. was the artist he mentioned on that? Um, um, Natalie Grant, Natalie right? Grant, yeah. We still need to hear from Natalie Grant on this. Idea. <laughs> I did not tag her in that clip. I did Aww, not want to bother should. her. We but, should. Um, yeah, he was someone who right after season one, Trey was near the end of season one. And as soon as we aired that, Jacob just reached out to us and he was like, Hey, I'd love to come on and mm -hmm. send us some of his stuff. And we were like, yeah, man. So he ended up being one of the kind of first ones we booked and we were actually, we were going to get him on the end of season one and then that didn't end up working yeah. out. So it, which that him. was, that was one that like that right there for us, we're like, this is so cool. Like he just reached out to us. Yeah. Like that was a really fun thing for us and, and a really like, I know it It feels maybe, I guess, on my side of things, like to say that each one of these has been a special thing feels like people won't believe that. But mm -hmm. like it really has. Like like the fact that somebody would see what we're putting time and effort and love into. And, and go, like, I want to do that. And go like, I would love to come do that. And like even Scott was another one that was like, he commented off of a clip. And like that meant a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. um, And so that's been really fun. And that's kind of why I say like no matter how the – the numbers have been like the community of musicians, which is really like what I see is like the most valuable piece of this um, has been growing. Um, yeah, Jacob's his song, he did a song called I'm empty, yep. which we'll probably drop a clip in here in just a second. But it was one of those ones. Okay. I will say this. We don't try to do a ton of research going into an interview. I do a little bit just to make sure that we're not like, asking like really surface level questions like mm -hmm. we do want to dive in like a little bit but we also don't want to like know everything ahead of time just so that we can keep it like dynamic and fun and that kind of thing and so, so we're learning when he was talking in his episode and he was like i'm gonna do an emo worship song i was i remember sitting there going what does that mean it's <laughs> like emo what song? is this about to sound like right now so um yeah and then he performed i'm empty and it was really good and you can mm -hmm. listen to it right here now your goodness I will speak of Where all my dreams arose Yes, in your love and reverence Where I can be known I'm empty In need of you I'm empty Alone I think probably like one of my favorite things from the episode was the conversation about the gig that went awry because yeah. that was like such a human moment <laughs> like of like yeah not all gigs are like we've all had perfect them. and i think it's just a good insight for people who like maybe haven't gigged as much like that that's a really good opportunity to kind of understand like sometimes like you show up and you're you're sort of just like doing the best you can to operate Figuring it out as you uh, go uh, despite whatever else is going on yep. and he seemed to really like enjoy it regardless of what goes right or wrong or whatever because yep. you could tell like there's a love for music that supersedes like a certain um interaction going well it's just mostly like there to do what he loves yeah uh, and go after what he feels called to so i love that episode two was scott miller who we've already talked a little bit about yeah um this was one we were really excited about because Jonah Green came back on with mm -hmm. him um, and sat in for the talk and 
Uh, for me, I don't listen to a lot of rap um, or anything like that other than like stuff you show me or whatever. So it was really interesting um, hearing him talk about like kind of what those gigs look like you know a little different he, he, he started dissed, from the he got bottom, dissed man. really hard at the first episode at the I first know. like five jonah, i felt jonah so bad jonah went in for it man <laughs> was it thunderhead, thunderhead. yeah right yep. like yeah i <laughs> i felt a little bad for him it's what happens when you're like really they they are true longtime friends yeah and so they know each other and how to mess with each other and whatever else and yep. i think honestly like it it made the whole thing better because it was very, uh, it was a very like, those two are like family and you can mm-hmm. tell that like, they're just going to cut up and it was a yeah. good time. Um, I resonated really uh, heavily with his idea of this is all I'm good at. Like yeah. I have not done anything else. I don't want to do anything else. And so I kind of suck at everything that's not this. And mm-hmm. sorry, like I, I don't, you, if you don't like this, like you're not going to be interested in what I'm here to say. Like, it's so baked into my DNA that I can't, I can't separate from what this is. And, um, I was like, I told, like, I get it. Like I a (laughs) hundred percent, like I absolutely get that. Like, um, in, in my life, I kind of came to a point where I realized like if I, I was talking to somebody and they didn't like music that like, give it 20 minutes and I would bug them like, <laughs> like, like 20 minutes deep into a conversation with somebody who was not interested in music at all. And they'd be like, this person's annoying. Like, yeah. and I just remember like only ever wanting to talk about bands, only ever wanted to talk about riffs. When we were like 15 and driver's ed together, I was trying to hold headphones up to get her to I listen so to weirded out. like heavy lie. metal songs and like trying to listen to the riff. bad heavy metal too. It was not like, not like what you listen to now at all like you truly could have scared me away and you didn't in that moment and that was a good thing but yep um and then scott's song he performed his song ego Mm -hmm. um which is just like from beginning to end just a lot of rap a lot of words every time i have to post a clip of his song and i go to do the captions i'm just like here we go the caption thing can't keep up with him it's awesome it's such a cool we kind of giggle every time we post a clip. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, it can't read them. And so, yeah, I'm really thankful, by the way, Scott, that you posted your lyrics on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Super helpful. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to put captions, like you want to get the lyrics yeah. right on people's songs. And I'm sorry for like, we mess them up. I'm pretty sure I might've messed up one of Scott's at some point. Well, if you've ever tried to caption anything on Instagram, it is not the easiest thing. If we ever post wrong lyrics, just know I tried to get it right probably 15 times before yeah. we posted it yeah. and then I finally gave up. But um, yeah, it was really cool. Again, we were standing out there while he was going off. Or I think you were standing in the room for that one, actually, because you yeah, and Jonah, Jonah and I were, you trying, were trying to, to like, hype, hype, him up, hype him up. And I was out there just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just really cool yeah. to have him on there. And then uh, episode three was our friend Cal Scott. Um, he was... We were kind of going to have him on season one because that was like where the bulk of our friends were. But he was releasing a song after season one was going to be over. And him and I were co-writing it. And they were co-writing it. And we were like, let's just wait. Let's put him on season two after Moment comes out. Um, And then he can do that when he comes on here. So we had him on for season three. And Calvin's one of those guys like he's on our uh, worship leader team. 
at the church we're at. And so we know him pretty well. We see him on a weekly basis. So that was a pretty chill episode. Yeah, that one was nice because it was like, I mean, we literally like at least once a week we see Calman yep. and we're hanging out and talking and like, didn't have to do any research. Calman is, <laughs> has been a really special friend for me because Calman is a very joyous guy. Every time I see him, like uh, honestly, like he is doing his best to really like enjoy life and and it's really uh it's been an inspiring thing for me so i've been really thankful for that friendship and like i see calvin i give him a hug and i'm just like happy to have a friend that that i get to talk to and go through life with and Mm -hmm. uh i think that that was a very like even in writing songs like all of it it kind of it kind of came together and when we first met it had to have been like a couple like a year and a half before i guess we really started doing a whole lot of writing together like Mm -hmm. writing for us has been super like within the last year you know since moment basically i yeah. think that's the first song right yeah um that we that we like wrote uh that song came together like i'll talk about it for people because it's one i helped write like mm-hmm. for people on that episode moment was a song that calman came in um we got snowed in i, I think we said this on the episode you but did. we got snowed in yeah. and um like he uh showed up and he's like hey i wrote this thing and I was like, all right, let's hear it. And he plays it. And it's like, like we had been passing different like little ideas back and forth here and there all the time. Like, oh, I wrote this. And he, I'd show him something I wrote. And he'd show me something he wrote. And I'd show him something I wrote. So on and so forth. And uh, like he comes in and he plays this chorus. And I'm like, man, that's really like, that's probably one of the best ones you've written so far, man. Mm-hmm. Like that one was really good. So I will not run. No, I cannot deny. I will sing his praise for all my days. This much I know. This much I've seen. A moment with Jesus changes everything. Let's talk about the fourth episode, which is Lisa DeNovo. Yes. Um, we had known Lisa for quite a while and, um, she was just, she was a given. We didn't get her on season one cause her schedule didn't really line up. And if you watch her episode, she plays lots of gigs. So we knew we were going to have to book her far enough out in advance as to not run over that schedule and that kind of thing. And so it just ended up working out to get her on season two, but we were super excited about it. Cause like I said, we've played her at open mics. She's kind of, you know, organized and that kind of thing. And had a couple shows and stuff. So it was really fun having her on here. And for me personally, I don't know about you, but for me, I had never really gotten to have a very in-depth conversation with her because mm-hmm. most of the time when you are at a gig or an open mic, like we're busy, we're, you know, yeah, people are playing yeah. or Especially because at an open mic, she's the host most of the time. Yeah. So I had never gotten to sit down and like have like a real long conversation with her. And I think we sat out there and talked before and after. And so it was really nice to just kind of like actually hear her heart and yeah. like what she actually Good thinks about stuff. So yeah, I thought um, like in terms of, I really loved that when she talked about how she does what she does, the answers was basically the answer to it was basically like hard work. Yeah, <laughs> like like I really appreciate that when when you talk to somebody and and they don't understand how to like start gigging regularly and getting a lot of gigs like and she's like I sent thirty emails a day and I got one back like every day. Yep until. I was able to like play where I, where, where I wanted to or where it was best or like have consistency. Um, I think it was cool to hear that like it didn't happen overnight. Like, like, you know, like, well, and I think one nice thing about like that being the reality is that like 
you have no excuse. Like everybody can put in hard work, you know, like if you, if she had said, oh, it's talent, you know what I mean? Like, obviously that's kind of like a, if you don't have that thing, you know what I mean? That's going to be way harder, but anybody can work hard. You know what I mean? Well, I think the idea of getting like, because let's be real, like she's very talented too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, but it's also like, I mean, I think she said she plays like upwards of 200 shows in a year. Like that's not just like talent. No, even just to manage that is like, like a time management. There's a time like to schedule all that out. Like just Mm -hmm. us trying to book like 10 episodes of a show. Yep. That's a lot of effort. 200. Can you imagine if we had to book 200 episodes of the podcast in a year? I think we would both cry. (laughs) Like immediately. Like, like, I mean, it would be awesome if we could do it. And like, hopefully we get there. But the idea, I mean, that would be one that would be like four in a week, every week, all year, which is kind of crazy. Like, that's what, that's what that means. That means like four gigs a week, every week for like 50 weeks. That's that's awesome. And, and she did her song Lost in You, which was really it's sweet. It's a sweet song. Yeah. yeah. I I think that that song is super easy to listen to and like enjoy and just kind of be chill. Someone commented, I think it was Chelsea. She commented on Instagram. She's like, I think Lisa should read children's books just is because that what she said. Yeah, just cuz when she was singing her song like it's just so mellow and I think she used the word beachy. You know what I mean? Like it's I, just like very I chill. think if you take well the song's about the beach, isn't it? Yeah. Falling in love yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Uh, I think if you take the the ooze at the end of that song and you run them through like a um like a, a vinyl emulator, it sounds like vintage music right mm-hmm. away. It's like one of my favorite things about it is is that her like vibrato and her sustain of those notes. It literally sounds like like you could put it on like a vinyl and it would sound perfect. Lost in the waves, lost in the sand, lost in the sunset, holding your hand. Lost in your eyes, what a beautiful view It's no surprise I get lost in you Episode five. Most recent episode is Eternal Church, which is Jesse and Niles. I think something that was really cool about them and, and some of the upcoming guests we're about to talk about and stuff, it's... I don't think it's particularly common, at least in my brain, for a church to necessarily have uh, either a person or a team that does original music. I I don't think it's incredibly rare, but it's definitely not like the typical. Maybe like two out of every 10 churches does that. I'm making that statistic up. I don't know if that's true or not. But like that's what it feels like is that, that that's not a typical thing. And so when they came on and... They were talking about how long they've been songwriting and how long their team's been together and all of those things. Um, Like hearing their story was pretty cool. And then their song was just like basically just straight out of scripture and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I'll wait for you, my strength, my portion, my delight. God of mercy, God of 
So we wanted to take a second and invite those of you who are watching to subscribe and to follow the page. Uh, we're a community of musicians and uh, we have really just enjoyed inviting people onto the show and letting them kind of talk to us about what music means to them and hear some of their songs. Uh, so we're just going to pause this episode specifically to invite you. Uh, we'd love to have you. We see like the numbers of people that watch the show and uh, the number of people that watch the show versus the number of people that subscribe. There's obviously a discrepancy there for everybody on YouTube yeah, and on, everybody guys. on Instagram. No, it's not. It's it's one of those things where um, really just an opportunity to share the heart of like, we're going to keep doing this and we love it. And so I think that anybody who did uh, come along with us would really enjoy it and get to hear different artists and different stories and uh, what music means to people and hopefully find uh, new artists to listen to and new people to relate to. And um, yeah, so come hang with us yep so upcoming on the show we yeah. have uh, some people we're really excited to I be know. able to host this is such a cool list of people so uh we're gonna give you some uh sneak peeks which people who watch season one did not get this because we did not do a mid-season yeah, update but we're not going to give you the dates that they're coming out because oh, we're not do we, should we randomize the order too then you can randomize the order it doesn't matter but like i mostly it's because of commitment things i i don't want to put it out there and then you know, have yeah, it on a true. different date. Like just in case thing, it comes but... out. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with an obvious one, which is Will and Shay, <laughs> which is us. That's us. Um, um, so we're working on a worship album right now. Yep. Uh, and that's something that we've probably had in the works for the better part of, truthfully, probably like three years. Yeah. Like since 2020. Um, I've been writing kind of like out of 2018, 2019, 2020, but like where I started to have like enough songs, I was like, uh, and I think maybe it was you that was like, we should do something with these. And so we've kind of been in that process and, um, have been having Becca like produce and be our like listener's ear to that process. And also, um, to to play keys for us on everything. It's beautiful keys work. I'm, I realized we showed somebody, uh, one of the final vocals that had acoustic and keys. And I was so proud of the keys work. I was like really excited because the person I was showing it to was a keys player. And I recognized <laughs> like if this were my keys playing right now, I would be embarrassed, but I'm like <laughs> super proud to be like, this is Becca playing keys. And um, she killed it. All the songs sound great so far. Um, yeah. So that's in the works. Um, we do have an Instagram page. There is nothing on it. It is at will plus Shay on Instagram. So you can go follow that if you want. But like I said, this there's is nothing the first time we've promoted that. This is the first time period. we promoted that, but we are Just getting to the me. point where we're going to, you know, start working on finishing up some of the songs and we're going to play mm-hmm. one on episode coming up here. Yeah. It's an undisclosed it's date. G- that's going to be the finale. We do know yep. that. That'll be, that'll be the last one. We're just going to kind of like circle back around at the end of the season. Yep. Um, and I think give people another opportunity to kind of get to know Shay and I, uh, one of the things I recognized in the last season was, is that one of our most watched episodes is the one that goes up right before the break because it's at the top of the page for an extended amount mm-hmm. of time. And so I think that that was a really cool thing. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to rapid fire the rest of the guests yeah. just as to not give away too much information. Yes. Um, so we have Parker Robinson coming on. Yep. Uh, he is a young worship leader out of the Charlotte area. Uh, it was a really good conversation. That episode's already been filmed. Um, we have Bobby Vaziri, which is a friend of ours through uh, Anna Sibirelli. Um, who was a guest on who's season a guest one. on season one. Yep. Uh, this is the, the writer and I would say like band leader for their group. Uh, that's Vintage Harmonic Symphony. We have KJ Scriven coming on the show, which is a really exciting one for us. Um, I met him uh, randomly. randomly, although we know people through multiple connections. 
I purposefully kind of like really prayed and waited through just reaching out um, and ended up running into him in a coffee shop on my birthday, which <laughs> felt like a birthday present. I was so happy for that one. So he's going to be on the show. Actually, tomorrow he'll be in here filming. And when that releases, I have no idea. <laughs> we recently got the opportunity to have TJ Graham from Vision Church on the show, yep. which was an awesome time. We got to hear new songs. Uh, they are a really thriving team and they're growing and they're writing more. And uh, that was just a blast. I'm yep. really excited for that episode. We got two more to talk through. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is an artist named Young Citizen. He's a young hip hop R&B artist who I actually just saw um, did some sort of like either gig or partnership or something with Kurt Keyes, which we've seen live and mm-hmm. uh, is really good as well. So just excited to have him on and, and hear about uh, kind of music and his background and all those different things. Um, we also have uh, Rebecca Lauren, who is our very own Woo-hoo. intern. Um, Becca has had some really cool things happen in her music in the past, we'll say six months. Mm-hmm. And so really excited to kind of get to like have her, I feel like come home and be on the <laughs> show with us. I love it. Yeah. Um, really, anytime I get to hear one of Becca's songs, I feel like blessed. So it's going to yeah. be a cool time. Okay. So last thing we're going to talk about is goals for next season. One thing we've really talked about quite a bit, but haven't quite figured out how we want to do it, but we do want to do it is uh, figure out how we can get bigger groups on here. Um, I know it doesn't look like it on camera, but this room is not very big. Uh, We made it so that it looks like a bigger space. We started in bedroom studios and this is a big bedroom. This is a big bedroom studio. (laughs) So right now we're kind of limited to like three-ish, four-ish people on this podcast. But like down the road, I would love to figure out how to get drums on, how to have like full bands, maybe Mm -hmm. heavier bands, you know, stuff like that. I think one of the goals for me has been like just continuing to network and grow with more different artists and and to kind of reach out to, I'd say like when we started the show, like some of the people we felt like, okay, like this is a good artist and a good like size following and all that, like to see that increase. And so to get artists that maybe more viewers might know and like be Mm -hmm. interested in hearing from, um, and also to get people that have like different unique experiences like in music. So, um, like in an ideal world, like somebody that maybe has done like a lot more touring versus somebody that has done a lot more studio sessions versus somebody who has done a lot more songwriting, like different, different focuses in terms of like skill set to kind of like add variety and like purpose to like each individual conversation. Um, I think one of the things about the, what does music mean to you question? While obviously we're going to always ask everybody that question for us, there is sort of like a repetition of that mm-hmm. that we want to make sure we we change up. And I think for the first two seasons, like we kind of knew like they're going to be similar. Yeah. But then the more you get artists who have been doing different things, like the more you kind of get the opportunity to talk about different things. And I'm excited for that variety to kind of be incorporated into yeah. the show. And I think in the long term, like eventually, like we're looking to change the set. We're looking to change like a little bit of the format here and there. Like maybe we can have a bigger band or maybe we can incorporate a new genre or Mm -hmm. whatever it ends up being just excited to see growth and, and, and change. And, um, yeah. So just kind of like, I don't know if it's really a goal. We're just kind of expecting it to happen because it's naturally kind of been happening anyway. Like things just progress as you keep doing it. Other goals I have with the show, uh, is to be able to just help more artists that need it. So like, I really 
like one of my favorite things about it is, is that especially for like artists who maybe haven't recorded much yet, um, kind of getting the opportunity to showcase. Cause it's crazy to me how many people have great songs that like haven't recorded anything. Mm-hmm. Like that just blows my mind that like some of the best songs that have ever been written, you Could just literally be cannot hear them yep. <laughs> unless you find that person. And like, yep. that's just like, I know that's true. Like that mm-hmm. has to be true. Otherwise, like, it's just, it's got to be a possibility at yep. least. And so I'm just really joyous every time I get to hear somebody do something that I've never heard before that is awesome. And yep. uh, honestly, the whole, every every episode has had something where I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And, um, or that's a really great lyric or that's a really great part or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. Well, we have reached the end. Thank you so much to everybody watching. We do not have a live song this week, but um, go on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Patterson Recordings, um, pretty much on all of those platforms, and you can watch the clips of the past episodes um, and all of those people's songs. And then next week at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have a new episode for you. Um, so yeah, follow, subscribe at Patterson Recordings. And um, thank you so much for watching, and we hope you guys have a great week. Bye.